Hello, it is Tuesday, April 20th, also known as 420. Hope you guys are enjoying your snacking, laughing, feel better, happy day. Uh, please remember that tomorrow is a massive random drug test day, so keep your eyes and ears peeled and lay low. Maybe keep your head on a swivel because there are still people on this planet somehow, some way that aren't on board with this magical creation that comes from Earth named Mary Jane. Have a great day. I think we have a good conversation for you. Hope you appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. If you do, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. We talked to a sitting congressman. Big politics show. Well, I mean, that's not a good lead off if you just listen to this. We are a, a sports stooge show who doesn't know much about the politics realm. But every once in a while, a former teammate of both mine and AJ will come by and smarten us up on everything going on in the world. And some massive news, I think, for Ohio, marijuana, and the NCAA. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen. Let's get to it. Happy 420 to all of you, wherever the hell you may be, whether it's on SiriusXM or watching along on YouTube. Now, 420 is obviously a celebration of, you know, an herbal remedy that makes a lot of people feel a lot better about themselves, both uh, physically and emotionally. And the range of humans that celebrate 420 can go from, uh, you know, some bum that's sleeping on a couch. I mean, that's going to happen every once in a while, but it also goes all the way up to the most successful people on earth. And I think for far too long, a certain plant has been labeled a uh, maybe a bum producer, a laziness creator, a inactivity starter. I mean, it feels like the way marijuana was viewed by some people for a long time is as if it was the worst thing on earth. Now, I happen to believe that's because a lot of people who are currently in power now and have a big say in the way things are run were first introduced to marijuana via the hippies after a war. And the hippies basically stood for everything that the people now and potentially in power that hate, um, you know, marijuana, they hated everything that the hippies were for. So I think the the first impression of it wasn't fantastic. And then the nope to dope and then saying it was a gateway drug, which is an absolute bullshit statement. Okay, that is an absolute. I would assume, by the way, uh, that anybody that has gone on to smoke uh, meth, which, by the way, don't want you to do that no. or do any other drugs, don't want you to do that. Those people, which is a very small percentage of people that smoke marijuana, guess what else? They, I'm assuming that they've smoked cigarettes before. Uh, I'm assuming that they have uh, drank alcohol before. So if you want to label them all potential gateway drugs to the people in our society that is very unfortunate, who don't know how to control or maybe keep things you know, in proper perspective and go on to do something terrible, you can't label one thing as the reason for that entire thing. And this is not a, hey, it's better than alcohol or tobacco for you because it certainly is but that's never been a good sell what i would like you to know is that marijuana is at this point of time that it's almost going to be legalized i think it's only a matter of time maybe 2022 420 we're all smoking together maybe 2023 we're all smoking together because those people that have hated marijuana for a very long time have been kind of forced into trying it now at this point and turns out they all fucking love it (laughs) 
There's a reason it's been around for so long. There's a reason that people have tried and smoked it in different fashions, whether, you know, you're doing the peace pipe way back in the day, which is kind of evolutionized into, uh, you know, you can hit a bong if you need to. The, the bowl will always be there, which is what I was referring to for the peace pipe there. You can use a gas mask where you actually strap yourself into a fighter pilot's thing and have a, uh, a steamroller out of the front of that and inhale it, and then you're just engulfed in it for good 10 to 15 seconds where every breath and you might as well say goodbye to yourself there there's blunts there's cones uh there's plenty of there's water bombs i I mean there's water uh uh, you can take a gatorade bottle cut out a little piece of your screen go ahead and put that in there make a bong out of it you can smoke out of an apple there is reasons why the multiple thing the multitude of things you smoke out of is the way it is because people have been trying to smoke this shit for so long because it is fantastic for you (laughs) it is is great it is awesome and science proves it people's happiness prove it and i think the success of people that potentially use it also prove it so if you're somebody out there that hates marijuana i understand i appreciate you but you're fucking wrong happy 420 to you as well <laughs> hope you guys have an incredible day we have a show the toxic table is back uh boston connor ty schmidt how you doing boys great to see you great to be here pat happy 420 happy 420 happy you guys don't have covid that's yes. good news very yep. happy about that zito how you doing pat how happy you don't have COVID either. Thank you. Yeah, I feel good. You had it one time. I had it one time, and I have a shot now. And you Ooh, beat it, by yeah. the way. You, you, I did beat it. Yo, you, actually, I can't smell. Still? Oh, I still geez. can't smell, no. Nice. Really? It's very weird, yeah. So I, my brain is so powerful that I can guess what food tastes like. Oh, okay. you know, smells uh, like. So right now, you could potentially just be eating, like, um, incredibly healthy things. I could, but, yeah, I like pizza. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what, they t- what no, it smells like. The smell, though, is a big part of the taste, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could just kind of slip some. Like, I, I think that is a part of the whole process of why people don't do it. I, I'm sorry you can't smell anymore. I thought yeah. you were in a unicorn. I thought you were past it. Hopefully that will come back at some point. Yeah, it said like six months could come back. She, yeah, but they don't know. Good they don't, Lord. Don't know. Yeah, but they don't Who know. They don't, when they tell you that, <laughs> did they even have a chance to have a six-month study yet? It's very true. They don't know. <laughs> they have no idea, but happy you're back in Thank here. Uh, there is some um, news that's involving the toxic table directly, and it's happening in the football world. There was allegedly some photos leaked of a possible trade for the New England Patriots to trade with the Green Bay Packers, and in that trade would be Jordan Love. Toxic table representing both sides of this thing. Who would be more happy in that particular situation time yeah me a thousand percent a thousand percent if you get rid of jordan love guess what Raj is is in green bay for the rest of his career he's retiring a packer but i I mean do you think this is legitimate or do you think this is just trolling everyone that is kind of like you know in the middle of this aaron Rodgers drama not knowing if he's gonna be the quarterback i have no idea do we have the photos of this thing yeah because if we have the photos of this thing i I have some questions here now if we're going to move on from jordan love and say hey let's give aaron Rodgers 10 years this is your team pal let's go ahead and buy in here sorry about the first round draft pick we did just make a move though now with the patriots we're going to try to get something else but if you're a patriot are you happy about this absolutely not are you kidding me i'm just happy here nobody's happy about this (laughs) do we have the uh because i didn't really know where the photo had come from because it may (laughs) makes really no sense this is from gillette nation i guess Uh, i don't know the the twitter account i don't know it's from a packer's desk is this where it's from it's from how did this get out is this a snapchat for those that are listening there was a photo released of somebody's desk 
and on the desk it has a a um, like a binder with some photos hang or some paper hanging out of the bottom of it and the top of it so perfectly hanging out of the bottom of it <laughs> and perfectly hanging out of the top of it and it says potential trade QB uh, love and then round one pick twenty nine and then round tw- uh, I think two or something else and some other thing and then they would obviously be trading with the New England Patriots for this so. Whose desk is this? Why do we care? And how did this become something on the internet yesterday? I have no idea. And why would the Patriots be sold enough when all we've heard is that they're trying to potentially move up to get their quarterback? Why would they give their 15th pick for Jordan Love and then the 29th? Well, because... They're getting their guy. <laughs> That's right. We were high on him in 2020, apparently. And, hey, this is a quarterback who's been learning for Aaron, from Aaron Rodgers for a year. Are you I don't kidding me? Bring him in. Him, he, they have not put on a uniform at the same time together. True. I don't think he dressed the entire season. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't think he did. He's been watching a lot of tape. But they were in film. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, by the way, you go up to the Patriots, you get a chance to learn from Cam Newton. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe start hitting some nets in there. Maybe Jordan Love's future would be a very bright one if it was around Bill Belichick. And I can't. I can't hammer this home enough. This is not Jordan Love's fault. No, No, it is not. Never has been. Jordan Love got drafted to a position that immediately made him instantaneously hateable. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instantaneously by an entire fan base that just saw their team get to the NFC Championship, just saw the San Francisco 49ers gouge them for, I forget the exact total. 186. Yeah, yards before (laughs) contact on the ground to just – run the Packers out of the building over there in Santa Clara, California to go to the Super Bowl. So everybody thought this draft alongside Aaron, I think Aaron even thought this as well. Hey, we, uh, you know, we make this team a little bit better here. We can go on a real run. Mm -hmm. Then they use their first round draft. I'm sorry. They trade into the first round to draft for the obvious future in that particular person that had no idea his dream just came true to be drafted to the NFL, let alone to the Packers, a storied franchise. He has no idea that he just got dropped into an absolute buzzsaw what the fuck okay why are we doing this that's how every Packers fan had to feel you actually gave uh, one of the loudest goddammits and most tense goddammits of all time immediately following his draft pick there's no reason he deserved to have that but maybe you move him on. Ooh. You know, maybe he gets a chance to kind of see better places. Maybe he gets the experience and kind of spread his wings, like Jimmy G behind Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, maybe Jordan Love goes on to have a great career, and this is all just an unfortunate situation for him. I think it would make sense. I mean, he could use probably a fresh start. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people... This is Sam Darnold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, if he stays right now, let's say Rodgers doesn't win MVP next year, but still has a great year, Packers make the playoffs, and then he... He leaves and then love comes right in like he, he's still gonna you know people are still gonna they're gonna hate it so why not just kind of hey listen it didn't work out we made a mistake Rogers still got a lot left in the tank let's get you somewhere else and and give you a new beginning because he can he can use it i i think he could use a very fresh start i honestly believe that he could uh you know because if you go somewhere new you got to prove yourself yeah and i assume aaron aaron said he, he'll answer any question i assume him oh, yeah. and aaron's relationship is okay mm-hmm. imagine having aaron as a guy you could text and ask questions to yeah and i think aaron wants to do this right but also understands like yo this is not my it's not my job to coach you either no. like I, I don't know what you want me to do here you know and how pumped is aaron you know when he finds out that if they do trade up to 15 get like Devonte smith and then you partner him with adams and all of a sudden their offense is going oh my god God. Yeah, he's potentially going to move. There's a lot of other things going on in the NFL as well. Mike Tomlin just got a three-year extension. Well, Mike. Well, Mike. 
Congrats to Mike Tomlin. This is unbelievable. I guess if he stays through this entire contract, which is likely the Steelers, I don't think, are going to fire Mike Tomlin at this point, short of his contract coming to an end. Or maybe, I don't know. I have no, I would assume not. But it just, this would be 55 straight years that the uh, Steelers have had with like three coaches or something, Jeez. I guess. Unbelievable. <laughs> Teams are dying to <laughs> yeah. find head coaches. There is a turnstile at the head coaching, I need a job market. I mean, it is all the time, and the Steelers just go from one to another, and now they find Tomlin, who was a defensive coach for the Vikings whenever he came over, was very young. Nobody had a clue what the hell a Mike Tomlin was, I think, outside of Minnesota. He comes in, leads him to a Super Bowl, absolutely beloved by his players, and now he's going to keep this thing rolling. I know there is uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and I think it's because of the amount of consistency the Steelers have shown for so long it's kind of a gift and a curse for the fans because the expectations get to a completely different level but Mike Tomlin is beloved by a lot of people in Pittsburgh yep Mm -hmm. there is a a group of yinzers though that are about done with Mike Tomlin okay They, they say hey listen team's been good for a long time we want to win a Super Bowl it's not easy to be good for a long time and those teams that are good potential injury or two away if you look back on a couple seasons of the Pittsburgh Steelers of them winning a Super Bowl I mean the 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 crowning accomplishment of how good Tomlin was with one tweet was in 2019 with uh, Doc Hodges Mm -hmm. and Mason Rudolph playing quarterback. (laughs) And they would complete less passes than than I potentially have in a game. (laughs) Okay? And that's not their fault. That's not their fault. Just the way things were going. We love Duck. Oh, yeah. Duck is a player. Duck is a player, okay? Mason Rudolph, we don't know him, but we understand that he plays football as well. Right. You know? (laughs) And it's one of those things, and not that he's not. They almost made it. We were there for the night against the Buffalo Bills who were turning things around. And by the way, Bills Mafia was heavy in there. They win that game somehow. They're in the playoffs. And that team should not have made the playoffs at all. Somehow Tomlin had them believing that they were supposed to win those games. They were not. Now there's a lot of people that say they almost made the playoff. Mark Madden actually this morning. Almost made the playoffs is a crowning achievement. It's like winning with a bad team is like almost the best thing a coach can do. Like that's the purpose of a coach. Now, can he go win another Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think that is what all eyes are going to be on. And, uh, you know, I think if you're, I'm pumped at Tom. Tomlin's one of the reasons why I'm in the NFL. I like Tomlin a lot, but could you imagine the the Patriots, I guess? Yep. Bill Belichick. Long time. Long time. Sean Payton. Sean Payton's been around a long time down there in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Packers. Yeah, McCarthy was there for a long time. But then LaFleur comes in, Mm -hmm. new coach, have had success though. Yeah. So there's three franchises basically that have been very, you know, content with new coaches. You got to go uh, Tony Dungy, Jim Caldwell, Chuck Pagano, Frank Reich. Spurts of success through all of those yeah. things there. Mm-hmm. And Jim Caldwell, he got fucked. Yes. For, <laughs> uh, he, I mean, in Detroit, he yeah. got screwed yeah. as well. Yeah. But in Indy, he got absolutely. I mean, we'll lose our quarterback. Then allegedly there was people maybe higher up than the coach that were potentially planning for the future with Andrew Luck sitting there. Players did not know that. I don't think coaches knew that. But now that there's potentially stories coming out that said, you know, some decisions were being made at the high end through whatever potentially put us in the best position uh, position for success, which they did. But Jim Caldwell has to just sit there, stare down the pipe of a almost completely defeated season. Two years before that, we were undefeated until we chose to lose. Yeah. And that was his first year head coaching, I think. Yeah, and that's what so- 
I mean, granted, he had Peyton Manning. Now that's uh-huh. what everybody would say. He had Peyton Manning. He had Peyton Manning. But then he goes up to Detroit. He wins in Detroit. And yeah. they're like, not good enough. Get him out. <laughs> Get him out. It's like, come on, come on. But circumstance, new regime in Indy. Detroit had no excuse. No, no chance. Excuse. And that's why Tomlin is so impressive because, like, Big Ben goes down and they could easily turn and be like, all right, hey, let's go 2-14 and 14 and get the best possible player. And he's like, no, fuck that. We're, we're going full Trading speed Trading for Minka. Yeah, yeah. Right, bring him in. All right, we, we, we've, seen these, we've seen these boys in practice, right? We're not going to be able to move the ball much. No, no way. We need, to, we, need to, uh, we need to toughen up the defense. Okay, let's go trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, who's going to almost become defensive MVP, by the way, <laughs> yeah. immediately upon arriving in Pittsburgh. Not that he wasn't great in Miami, but it was like that is what Tomlin does. And him and Colbert there have been together for a long time. Congrats to Tomlin getting a new deal. The Broncos, allegedly, via Woody Page, who's OG mm-hmm. icon in the sports media world, the Broncos allegedly made the first call to the Atlanta Falcons for that fourth overall pick. So the, the interesting thing here is, and we had an entire grab for this because the Falcons you know there wasn't a lot of talk about them potentially moving out of there now draft night might be completely different but allegedly the Falcons were sticking around now Woody Page is alleging that the Broncos have already reached out and the Falcons are still there so everybody's like are they going to take quarterback or what are they going to do then I thought maybe Kyle Pitts gets drafted top five so that conversation led us to how many tight ends have been drafted top five in the NFL we did a little research we did some math since 1950 something only two tight ends have been drafted top five so if Kyle Pitts goes at four to Atlanta or if Atlanta moves and another quarterback gets drafted there or if he goes the five and he gets drafted number five overall or whatever Mike Ditka in 1961 was drafted top five as a tight end and Riley Odoms was pick number five in 1972 since then Zero tight ends have gone in the top five. Now, there have been some that have gone in the top ten, but the way people are talking about Kyle Pitts, he might go in the top five. For the Falcons, is since you're sticking with Matt Ryan, out of necessity, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they love Matt Ryan down there. Listen, I understand he's a good player. Arthur Smith will be a great coach. He's a good offensive mind with uh, great offensive mind with Matt Ryan. But they also owe him a hundred million dollars. I'd, I'd assume that was a little bit of a difficult trade. But Jared Goff got traded, so I, I guess anything could have happened. But if the Falcons stay there, you got to assume they're going to go best player on the board. Everybody says best player on the board is Kyle Pitts. If he goes top five, that's legendary status down there. Ditka in sixty, Riley in seventy, and then nobody ever since. That's insane to think about in that Falcons offense you yeah. know Ridley Jones Pitts they got Hayden Hurst who's a pretty good tight end like Ryan I mean yeah. that, they might throw for 500 yards a goddamn game now Todd Gurley is no longer um a Falcon right he's no, a free agent, he's, yeah. a free agent. Yeah. he's a free agent I believe <laughs> but the Falcons got a lot of leverage sitting there oh yeah a lot of leverage uh there's some other shit going on Fitz Magic said uh on the Chris Long Greenlight Green Light yeah podcast yep mm-hmm. Well done. Good pull. Well, the issue is his, his Instagram is like Joel91 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So every time I see it pop up, there's like four names here, okay? So it's who it is, mm-hmm. okay? Long, Chris Long. Then it is Joel91. <laughs> then his green light pot. And I'm like, God damn, I want to get it right because he does great work and I appreciate the hell out of him. But there's a lot going on there. On the green light pod, Ryan Fitzmagic, absolute legendary human, talked about him texting Alex Smith after his injury. I think we have the clip here regrets to date uh when alex broke his leg in that game a few years ago i had a what i thought was similar injury i fractured my tibia in 2014 with the houston texans and so 
the single worst tweet or t- not tweet. I've never tweeted the single worst text <laughs> I've ever sent out. I sent it to Alex and I said, Hey, Alex, just want to let you know, they'll fix you right up. You'll be good as new. You know, I'm out here and I don't feel any pain from, you know, my injury, you Jeez. know, three years later or whatever. And I sent it and felt good about it. And he said, well, mine might be a little more complicated. <laughs> 17 surgeries later and the story of what he had to overcome. I mean, I felt uh, like the biggest I'm so glad he's okay ever. and we can laugh <laughs> no, about that now. Me too. What a moment there for Fitz. Ah, hey, man. Quarterback to quarterback, I appreciate what you've done. Uh, been there, done that with that thing. And Alex is just like throbbing in pain. He's like, Ryan, dude. Mine's a little bit more complicated. They're <laughs> actually talking about maybe having to amputate my legs. So. Yeah, that legit was a yeah, worry. Yeah. Staph infection, Near death, right? too. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I think there was a couple of those. How many? 17 surgeries? 18 yep. yeah. surgeries? That's wild. What a comeback. Um, and then what a retirement. Congrats to him on a hell of a run, Alex Smith. Yeah. That's Ryan Fitzmagic, though. Like, such a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, I hate that for Alex. Yeah. He's probably feeling so bad about himself right now. I'm going to let him know it's going to be okay. <laughs> It feels you know, good about the text. Hey, hey man. Just want to, you know, probably probably edited it a couple times, yeah. if I had to guess. Sends it out there. Hope you're feeling better, sport. You know, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex is just like, I've already had four surgeries in less than 12 hours. Yeah. Things that, are not going good over here. Right? Oh, my God. Fitz had to feel so absolutely terrible. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, No. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. This hour, we'll see us talking to a sitting congressman. AJ, I, the more and more we thought about it here during the break, 
you're going to have to be the one that introduces this show to the people that are voting for this potentially. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of pressure. I need you to remember that. Oh, okay, I will. Uh, that is that is noted. I will have that on my mind whenever I'm at these these hoity-toity events. You you tell me I go to. Well, I don't tell you who you go to. Yeah. You tell us you go. To. You go to them every weekend, and then you tell you us about it. <laughs> every weekend. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'll be on the lookout. I'll, I'll be asking everybody at any event I'm at. Hey, do you vote? What, oh, what be, they cool. Again? be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. AJ, I'm just saying. Like, hey, how's it going, Aaron James Hawk? What's your name? And they say something that sounds like they're potentially a part of the National Academy of Teachers, Arts, and Sciences, or whatever yep. the hell it is. Yep. If it sounds like that, just give a little. Maybe get that pinky, the deformed pinky, out of there and just give a little extra <laughs> squeeze. <laughs> Maybe even sneak in the middle finger in the middle of there and just give a little. Ooh. How you doing there? How you doing? Keep it moving. We need you to do that. Okay, and then I'll wink at him and I'll walk away mm-hmm. and go to the next one. The wink might be too much, depending upon if you no, no if you really get in there with the, yeah. the little finger. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Don't yeah. wink. Don't be winking. I, I, I <laughs> look like a weirdo. The finger, the, the middle finger tickle won't make it weird at all. No, no, no. it's It's gonna get us an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. this dude just, did this guy just tickle my palm with his middle <laughs> finger. What show does he? I like that. Guy. Get that guy an Emmy. <laughs> what show is he going on? Yeah. Joining us now. No. Nope. <laughs> what a good Perfect transition. Good hey, if anybody knows, maybe, you know, Anthony Gonzalez might have a couple guys up there in the academy. Of First question, you're right. He's, he's heading, like spearheading some legislature that's going to change the game completely and maybe save the NCAA, to be honest. But I do believe, first question, with where we currently sit, <laughs> is, hey, do you know anybody from the National Arts and Sciences of Studio Korea? What is it? What is the, the name? National Academy <laughs> of... The, the that's Nash- all I got. Of TV, uh, arts, and sciences. Television, arts, and sciences. There, you, you probably know this stuff, right? Is this the academy they all talk about? Uh, I believe the academy for this is different than like the Academy Awards, which is just movies and whatnot. Okay, so these are two different academies. Mm-hmm. You need to start shaking a lot of hands, AJ, because yeah. we potentially yeah. need all the academies to get on our side. Who I'm going to call is, uh, what's that guy from the admissions scandal? Oh, uh, uh, singer. He knows all of yeah, them. Yeah, Singer. Singer. Singer knows all of them. Uh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a man that could potentially get us nominated for an Emmy one day. Mm-hmm. A man who is trying to single-handedly save the NCAA with his name, image, and likeness legislature he's trying to pass. A former Ohio State legend, Indianapolis Colt, absolute stud of a human, sitting congressman out of Ohio, Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah! Looks good. How are you, Gonzo? I'm good. These are the best intros ever. Thank you. I would assume, now we did talk about your job in the first hour, and it's nice to know you and AJ know each other in the same way you and I know each other, so we're all kind of in this thing the same together. We are talking about your job earlier, whenever we first introduced it, you were coming on the show, hour one, and we talked about how sports fans, very passionate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Bill's Mafia, they're jumping off RVs through tables. There, There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fan bases, you know, shirtless, naked, uh, potential things getting thrown on the field that are used behind closed doors and everything like that but political fans over there whenever your fans make their way into my timeline the most passionate people of all time and and also it somehow is some way this person can be very passionate about this thing and there is a exact polar opposite view this way that is just as passionate always going to be a stalemate is that your life just figuring out how to avoid potential stalemates or is that just every single day in the world of politics i don't know much about it it's basically every single day in the world of politics. I mean, you, so I, I spend 
most of my time trying to find bipartisan stuff that we can work on and places for agreement and, and all that sort of thing. And you can do it. Um, but look, on the hot button issues, and you could name 10 of them, uh, folks are very passionate. They, they are where they are. And most folks aren't moving. Uh, and so that, that leads to a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the problems that you see, and it's a lot of why we can't get as much done as we should. Well, and that's the world, too. I think anytime you have 50 states being governed by one body and those 50 states have people inside of them that come from very different worlds, it's insane to think that one potential place can legislate over everybody. But I appreciate the fact that you decided to serve our country and try to make some magic happen. Let's talk about something that you're reintroducing. I don't know if it's to the to the floor. Is that proper? You're reintroducing it to the floor here. This name, image, likeness thing for the NCAA, this is a big deal, Gonzo. This is potentially going to save the NCAA and also help the players. This feels like this would be a bipartisan thing. Are you feeling that? And what are the next steps to really make this thing happen? Yeah, so it, it is bipartisan, our bill is. Uh, so basically, for those following it, um, so we're, we're in a bit of a chaos situation. So the state of California passed the name, image, and likeness bill. Florida and Mississippi's are coming online here in the next couple months in July. So we're going to be in a world where if you are a college athlete in Florida or Mississippi, you can market yourself, but nowhere else around the country. Um, and so, you know, that creates an, an unlevel playing field. And so what we want to do is we want to extend the right to all athletes across the country. I think it's a, a common sense economic right. Everyone else in every other profession that I'm aware of can do this except for the college athlete. Um, and so we'll, we'll extend the right. We'll put up some guardrails around recruiting, make sure that you're not literally paying guys to go to whatever school. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, and empower the athletes and, and hopefully get college football or college sports in general. I think it'll apply to everybody um, back to a place that, that makes sense. Because if we're in a world where every state has a different set of rules with respect to what you can do marketing wise, it's, wild, wild west. Um, it's chaos. So we're going to get out of that world. Gonzo, where like I'm confused where the pushback is coming from and why. I feel like this name, image, and likeness it it takes the NCAA out of it. They have they don't have to worry about trying to pay every single athlete the same thing from the the football players down to the crew team. Now it's just yeah we you can say it's unfair or whatever because some guys are going to get a bunch of money and some people won't. But I feel like the NCAA they're bailed out by this. Yeah, so they've been very supportive of what we're doing. And and frankly, you know, when we first started working on this a year and a half ago. There was a good chunk of people who didn't think we should go down this path. I think that we're, we're kind of past that. Where we are now is what all do we put in there? So some of my colleagues want to open up what I would argue is a can of worms and go actual employment, unionization, health care, and full benefits, sort of like what you would have in the NFL via your union. Um, and, you know, I'll just tell you flat out, I've spoken to a handful of universities, many of which are great college programs that have said they would just stop sports. They're just not going to do that. They're not going to employ their student athletes. And the thing that I always say is, you know, if you go in the employment model, maybe that sounds good, but it also means you're going to fire your student athletes. Uh, and so, um, you know, if somebody's not performing and that definitely doesn't make sense to me. And so what we're going to do is try to keep it on name, image, and likeness, uh, maybe provide some additional disclosures on, on various items uh, and hopefully get it done that way. And our, our bill right now, is the only bipartisan bill in Congress. Uh, and so hopefully that's the one that ultimately gets through. In the name, image, likeness, or just on earth? <laughs> just in name, image, and likeness. Oh, all right. I thought there was potentially no. Listen, I don't know. I don't follow your world enough to really know. If you would have said there is zero bipartisan support bills right now, aside from this one, I would have been like, 
Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, yeah sounds yeah, about sounds right. right. Way to go. Way to get the first one through. Um, we're talking to Anthony Gonzalez, congressman from Ohio. You said there'll be some disclosures to, you know, kind of slow down recruiting or whatever. We have talked about your bill here uh, a lot today, like three, four different conversations, and a couple things have popped up. So, like, shoe deals or anything like that, social media stuff. How, are you, how do you regulate that and make sure that players can still profit off the incredible work they've done on social media, but the shoe deals, that's a massive deal for the university as well that could become a little bit conflicting is it like no fortune 500 companies are allowed to get involved or how do you kind of ride those guardrails so we're trying to make sure that there's no conflicts uh, admittedly that that is a, a sticking point uh for for some of my colleagues so uh, you you hit on the right thing um, you should run Pat. no 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 no, 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 no. Uh, very yeah. electable from what i can tell and i mean that sincerely oh, but yeah. um yeah all right so uh one of the things that that you brought up was social media um and it's interesting when we talk about name image and likeness most people think about you know college football or college basketball and they tend to think men's sports uh, there was a study that was just released not long ago that showed if you just look at social media followings, I want to say it was seven of the top 10 in terms of who could capitalize on name, image, and likeness were women's basketball players um, because they have big social media followings and there's a lot you can do with that. And so I actually think it's a it's an idea that's going to benefit all the student athletes, no matter what you do, uh, whether you're a you know high profile athlete or you just want to teach some swim lessons uh, or whatever it is. Um, and so that's part of why I'm, I think it's it's the right move. But you did hit on uh, some good conflicts because it's it's tricky. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, we'll get to some other conflicts potentially happening in your world before we wrap up this name image likeness. So I did, I mean, I was great American history. I was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, civic Civics? Civics, yeah. Civics was a class that I enjoyed the teacher. He was awesome. I, Mr. Carpenter, I believe, is his name or or something like that. He was cool, but I don't remember a lot of it. I know there's three branches. I know there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, Supreme Court is the final hammer on a lot of stuff. But when it comes to what you're doing here, so you're reintroducing this bill. Will there be a vote on this now? Who votes on it? How do we get this thing passed? And what's a realistic timeline on this potentially happening? Because the NCAA might need this a lot sooner than later with how there's a pop-up of money-making things happening for high schoolers now at this point Mm -hmm. and also college athletes. Yeah, so our, our goal is to get it done by the end of the year. I think you're right. The longer we let it play out, the worse it gets. Um, in terms of will it see a vote, now here's something they probably didn't teach you in civics class, but it's absolutely true. Uh, unless the Speaker of the House puts a bill on the floor or wants a bill on the floor, it will not get there. Um, so we, we have to do our part to work with our colleagues on the other side of the aisle um, to make sure that this is ultimately the one of the three or four that are being debated uh, that makes it to the House floor for a vote. Um, that's a, you know, you can imagine a, a bit of a frustrating process at times, but, uh, but since we're the only bipartisan game in town, uh, I hope that, uh, that we can get there. Is this what you got to do? You just got to do a lot of this, huh? A lot of this, a lot of a lot PowerPoints. Of so lot of many handshakes. You but do we're that. not doing that. We're like doing bumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Uh, with, uh, I forgot. Yeah. Smart, by the yeah. way. I need you guys over there to stay alive. Are you doing decks and PowerPoints and everything like that? We're not really a decks and PowerPoints kind of a, a common operation. Of course. We're a, uh, it's the government. Uh, th- that would give us too much credit. We'd be smarter, but we don't do that stuff. Okay, can we move along to other things as well? I hope the name, image, likeness thing goes on. You'll be saving a lot of lives. You're the only human I really talk to ever in my orbit that would know answers to a lot of questions I have. Perfect. We can talk about whatever you want. 
It's 420. When are we getting dope legal? <laughs> when are we getting out of Mine. because because there's a lot of states that have it recreational now. Oh, yeah. It started out as a medicinal thing. It seemed like it was maybe going to be a slow rollout. I think some places got faster. Uncle COVID came through. Shut down. Shut down a lot of places economically. Is this something that we, we're maybe going to see the light of day here during my lifetime? Are we going to get a federal dope potentially in your eyes? Obviously, I, I don't want to. You can't predict everything. But does it feel like that's something that's maybe going to happen on this beautiful monument? holiday of 420 you know it's funny i had no idea what <laughs> it was 420 until you said that yeah um, oh jeez uh, oh. he's so dialed in yeah, yeah. so dialed in happy 420 yeah. as you know it's not my thing but, it is not uh, but yeah. having having said that um so look we actually just voted on something i think it was last week i voted in support that would allow for states that have legalized that have gone down that path um, allow those businesses that are licensed to enter the financial system. So today, as you may or may oh. not know, um, it's all it's an all cash business. They can't open a checking account. They, th these businesses that are licensed in states, they can't open a checking account. They can't go through the traditional financial sector. It's really dangerous for the operators uh, because you're walking around with all this cash uh, and it's and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So what we did was we voted to legalize the idea that if you are a licensed operator in a particular state and you're following the laws of that state, you can now enter the banking sector. It's actually a big step. That's uh, huge, so that's, huge, yeah. right? Because that was that's federal. Is yeah. because the I remember when uh, Colorado opened up. The story was, oh, they made this massive amount of money. There was people traveling to Denver and Colorado from out of state. But when you got there, there was these people that had maybe ARs standing at the door or whatever because it was an all cash operation because they were scared to put the money into the bank because the feds run the bank and they could freeze the account. And this is potentially something that maybe is an obstacle or a hoop that people no longer have to worry about if they were to legalize it that i feel like this is a massive step for you guys even if even if the federal government doesn't legalize it or deschedule it um it would allow them to enter the financial system so it's basically a carve out uh, in the law that says no matter what happens at the federal level if at the state level it's legal uh, you can now transact uh, using the banking system so it is actually a big deal now that passed the house it hasn't passed the senate yet um, I but i think it, it probably uh, i think it probably will within the next two years and i could see that getting signed into law two years gonzo what are we doing is that a lot or a little <laughs> Forever, yeah. I might be on six different careers in two years. So, so you you're the house. Is that what you are? We're in the house, yes, sir. You send it over to the Senate, and they have less or more people over there. They have fewer. Uh, yeah, they're smaller. Hundred people there, four hundred and thirty-five where we're at. Okay, so when it gets through the four hundred thirty-five and gets through the hundo over there, they just have a stack of shit they got to uh, vote on. They can't just put this one through and be like, "This makes sense. This makes our country smarter." All in favor? Aye. All right, all right. hundred voices. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. That's not how it works at all, huh? It does on some issues. Like if you want to name a post office, you can probably do it that way. <laughs> but if you, if you uh, if you want to do something like this, you're going to have hearings and, and they're going to have to go through their own process. We've gone through our process. They're going to go through their process. Hey, well, it thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Two, three years. Jeez. Hey, Gonzo, I know the next natural question coming from somebody here on the show is about the whole alien situation we have going on. Pat loves to ask me about it. We know we see all these videos out. How many people from your life that you maybe grew up with or friends or family 
text you and ask you if you have the inside track on these aliens and if you're the, you're the one that's that's met a few of these guys yeah and when can we go to area 51 so you met real aliens um <laughs> i thought you were talking yes. about immigration yes <laughs> No, no, no. Go on, so we don't give a fuck about that now. Listen, what we care about, by the way, come on in. The water's water's fine. Let's make this place awesome by do what you got to do. But we're talking about the Pentagon. Do you you stop by over there every single day? Do you just go stop by the Pentagon and say hello? You know, they don't they don't actually let you in like that. So I when you when you get sworn in, you sign this thing that basically says, you know, you can see classified information now. And you're not going to disclose it. So, of course, my first question was, where are the aliens? Yep. And what happened to JFK? Yeah. You know, we got to figure this out. These are things that are on people's minds. Um, Totally denied. Apparently, that piece of paper I signed meant nothing. They will not not tell me anything about the aliens or or JFK. So I'm just going to have to, you know, like you, just see what happens. How long you been around over there? How many years you been over there? It's my third year. Oh, at what point do you think they let you into like the uh, the Alien Information Act? I don't know. I think you got to become president. But you know, if you remember, like, well, so COVID, I, COVID, you know, hey, Gonzo, need you, need you, need you to do that. Okay, need you. So the the Pentagon confirms UFOs during COVID, and it was like, oh, that's interesting. Like nobody cared because we, we were did. losing our minds over everything else. We we lost. <laughs> Speaking of COVID um, yeah. and everything that has happened, your world has been insane. I assume this is going to go down as now. I didn't live during the Great Depression or. Uh, obviously, either of the world wars, and I have nothing but respect for the people that had to battle through that. But the entire world stopped. Everything was relying upon protocols and science, allegedly, from this doctor. And on the complete opposite side, another doctor disagrees completely with what this doctor said. Over there, with that whole dealing of that thing, you could have never guessed that was what you were signing up for. And how did you go through day to day? It had to be fucking miserable over there. You know. So obviously it, it was tragic for the country and for the entire world. Um, and so, you know, what, what we always said with COVID, because things were happening so quickly and the information was changing every day. What I told my staff is you got to understand we're living, we need to be able to see three or four days into the future, just long enough so we can prepare our constituents because it was jarring for people. Uh, and and uh, not, not just economically, but Everything. You know, everything that you know and love gets shut down overnight, essentially. And so we just focused on trying to provide help for our district and making sure that, you know, the financial supports were there, that we got the health system up and running. Um, it was very, very intense. They were long nights. But, um, you know, ultimately, I don't think any of us thought we'd be here a year plus later still dealing with this. I know I didn't. I thought this would be about a six month deal. Um, but, uh, you know, the good news is there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and I think folks, at least in my district, folks are c- completely ready to get back and get back to living life. So. Yeah, I, I think everybody is at this point now. Not everybody. Obviously, there's still people that not are on everybody. the other. Not everybody. Yeah, obviously, there's some people still that are, you know, optim- cautiously pessimistic about everything, which, by the way, have to have those people on Earth as well. Completely understand. And the world shuts down never before seen And coming back out of that, obviously, is going to be something where there's no blueprint on how you do this entire thing. There's been some testy times, though. I mean, even as somebody that is a sports stooge, there has been some real testy times through this entire thing. I was, hey, we were legitimately worried about you whenever it seemed like there oh, yeah. was potential yeah. shit popping off over there. Happy to hear you're okay, pal. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh, if you're referring to the, the January 6th. Uh, yeah, th- those were scary night. I mean, I was 
I was locked in this office for six hours uh, with the lights off. And, you know, they basically said they were ringing alarms. And if you were on the house floor, they were trying to evacuate you. I had happened to be walking back to my office, barricade the door, turn off all your lights, don't make any noise and, you know, just wait for the chaos to end. Uh, and so Did you put one of those helmets be- on behind you. Did you put one of those helmets on, put the old Ohio State <laughs> helmet on. Might have to earn another Buckeye today. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. I actually, so I changed out of this suit. Uh, I put on some jeans and some running shoes, and I thought, well, if they come in, you know, I got two doors. I said, if they come in, hopefully they'll think I'm, you know, here with them or something. And if not, I'll just sprint like crazy down the hallway. <laughs> I'm still fast enough, so hopefully they can't catch me. I've only been here three years. They don't know I exist. Let me, let me put on some jeans so we get out of here. Yeah, but who, no. I, who was there, who was with you? Statement prior telling folks what I was going to do, so I knew that the folks who were from the Capitol they weren't going to be particularly happy with me. So, um, yeah, so I, uh, you know, you, you do whatever you got to do to to stay safe. But you know, in all honesty, I mean, not to go into a into a uh, darker place, but look, it, it's reflective of a lot of what's broken in the country. It's reflective of a lot of the anger and the vitriol. And, and frankly, I think a, a factor has been the lockdown and people been locked inside on their computers, playing around on social media, which is a cesspool in many instances. Um, and so, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to build back out of that. We can't let that happen again. And that was a, a national embarrassment. Uh, and we were very close to losing a lot of lives. There was a uh, Viking that was the Speaker of the House for oh, yeah. 15, 20 minutes. I don't know if you saw it. He didn't say anything, but <laughs> I just saw a photo or two. Uh, I'm happy you're okay. We're all very pumped up about that. AJ, sorry, bud. Well, six hours gone to that. Was anyone else in there with you? And I guess when you, if you're barricaded with the lights off, like, are you checking your phone to see what's going on? And can you could you hear people? Like, were they right outside your door? Yeah, so um, I was checking on Twitter to see what was happening. And that's... One of the reasons I left the House floor, so I was there. I was so upset with what was going on that I left as the objections were happening. And um, I was seeing on my phone, and I thought, man, these folks are about to breach. I mean, you could just you could just tell based on what was happening. And I looked out one of the windows, and, and you could see it. Um, so you guys thought, didn't well, – so there was no – like going into that day, there was no like, hey, there's a chance that the Capitol is going to get stormed. You don't think there was any any pre-briefing of that, or was there? A little. Nobody thought that. But I mean, I'll tell you, I knew something was wrong when they said, hey, get in early because, you know, we don't know what kind of demonstrations there's going to be. And I thought, okay, so early to me means like 5 a.m. So I wake up at 430. I start driving in and the roads are packed with buses of people coming in for the event. And I mean, packed uh, more so than they are in normal traffic hours. And there were already people all over the, the Capitol Mall. And I thought to myself, okay, this this isn't normal. I mean, I've been in D.C. for some protests and I've been in D.C. for some some hairy situations, but this is totally different from anything I've seen. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, one of the members of Congress was walking across the street from their office to the House floor ahead of the vote. And some guy handed him a flyer that basically said, you know, armed militias are meeting in this particular area. Um, You know, bring your weapons. We're going to be storming the Capitol. That's definitely not normal. Um, And so you you start seeing all these signs. And, you know, the the reality is what people believed, which wasn't true um, about the election. You know, you can't, my view, in a democracy, you can't tell people that an election has been stolen and is completely illegitimate and expect people to just go about their day as if there's no problem. Hey, that's exactly what we started this with. Like, you know, the, the, the politics world 
and I don't, I stay out of it. I'm very thankful you get into it because, you know, you can kind of learn us up on this entire thing whenever it happens. But the fans of politics are very, very passionate. And it's like, it seemed like, this is just from an outsider's perspective, watching on the internet like you did. The moment that that thing happened and was called upon, I was like, it feels like there's going to be some shit that's going to pop off here. Like, it it just felt like it, you know what I mean? From the internet, just judging the internet. But obviously, I don't think any of us expected the Viking to take over the Speaker of the House for a little bit. There's no way we No, yeah, you're right. And I, you know, like I said, it, it, um, I was trying to fight it the whole way up to January 6th because we, I sort of did see it. I didn't see that coming, but but you, you just know there's going to be unrest. And so we were trying to push back on a lot of the lies about the election um, and try to at least tell people the truth. Uh, but um, we could not break through. Uh, and, and that was frustrating because to your point, you know, you, you just saw it building and you could feel it building. And then that day, especially, um, Gonzo, how do you guys deal with how do you deal with the misinformation of the world right now? Like you guys have to be so focused on your world, right? You have to be so focused on doing your job that I guess you can't automatically have a pulse of every single potential narrative that is going out about everything. But is that something that you guys are potentially trying to address? Because you called uh, social media accessible. I would assume in your particular world that your social media is accessible, by the way. Because every once in a while, your cesspool will make it into my happy. I enjoy my social media. Sports social media, I have a good time. But the politics one will make its way. It'll kind of snake its way into my social media. Every once in a while, I'm like, geez, that sounds terrible. That's your life in this whole thing but is there any way to potentially try to stop that or how do you regulate that is there is there concepts ideas meetings like hey we need to be more transparent with people we need to maybe have more press briefings but even then people think it's bullshit like how do you you're only three years into this thing i feel like this probably been happening for centuries now at this point but it's it's big with the spread of social media now you know yeah it's actually i think it's worse now than it's ever been so what i i my personal belief is one of the biggest or the biggest problem we have in the country is a complete collapse of truth. So if you ask people on the street a, a question, a political question about what's happening in XYZ issue, they're going to tell you completely different realities. Uh, and it's because we're in completely different social media silos. Our media environment is polarized. There's no real incentive to tell the truth. Um, it's, it's much easier. And frankly, as a politician, you can raise a lot more money if you're just making people angry all day. Um, so I, I choose to do it a different way. How do you fix it? You know, I, I, I'm pessimistic that there's legislation. Here's what I'll say, though. I actually think it's incumbent upon every single person in the country to take responsibility for this on their own. If we all agree it's a problem, don't let it be a problem for you. So, you know, for me, I... I'm not really on social media. We have official accounts, but I, one of our rules with our office is we're just going to tell people the truth. They might not like the truth, um, but we're just going to tell people the truth. Ah, Gonzo, uh, we had an entire thing earlier about people that have teams that run their Twitter. I mean, you're a, you're a. I think he's okay to have a. He's team. a congressman. Yeah. He's a congressman. Yeah. He's a representative. Yeah, politics right. stop. Yeah. Politics stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I had to clear that up for people that are watching our show. But I do like your call for everybody to kind of buy in and find out what the actual truth is. Because, man, nowadays, with how quick things can go, I mean, it never... I don't know how you guys will combat it, Gonzo. And I'll I'll say that there's some trusted, like, news publications. So I personally... The Emmys? The local papers are pretty good. They're not going to mislead you too much. Because they're, you know, most of the time... you. 
you live down the street from one of them. Uh, and then I think the Wall Street Journal does a good job. But beyond that, it's really hard to find stuff that uh, that's factual. The boys have some questions for you. I assume you have a lot sure. going on. Are you cool for a couple more minutes? Until somebody opens the door over there and hauls me out of here, I'm, I'm good with you. Oh, well, uh, let's hope that yeah. nobody yeah. opens that door. No, 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 yeah. not like that. My staff. Okay, got it. We got meetings. Yeah, uh, got it. Got the whole no, thing. We're good. We got another probably five, ten minutes, whatever you want. I forget what I was going to ask, Connor. What do you have? Yeah, Congressman Gonzalez, there's been a lot of talk about full stadiums uh, in the NFL, and obviously uh, the Texas Rangers already did it. Uh, in your circle, is that something that is a conversation, or is it just like, hey, this is happening, we're just going to have to let it go? Yeah, I personally don't think we should be getting too involved in that. I, I, I would like for the leagues and the cities and, you know, the people closest to the decisions uh, to make those choices as to what's best for their communities. Personally, you know, like I've been vaccinated. I know a lot of people, I think it's about half of the adults in the country have. Um, I'd love nothing more than to go to a... Hey, so I'm not going to die? What's <laughs> hey, that? if I get a vaccine, I'm not going to die? The people you're, the, you, The people you've talked to say no? I didn't die. I mean, no, well, I look in all honesty, years, just like, <laughs> the, uh, in, all, in all seriousness, the, the vaccines are incredibly safe. I mean, there haven't okay. been really there have been no deaths from a vaccine. Um, now, you're, you probably get some side effects. Uh, but, you know, like my arm hurt for a couple of days. But that was about it. Some people, you know, you might feel ill for a day or two. But, you know, if, if the alternative is covid, um, I'll take the vaccine and deal with a side effect uh, over getting COVID and potentially going in the hospital or whatever it is. Well, and also not being able to go to a game. Mm -hmm. Yep, That's right. Because uh, I like to watch the boys play yeah. out there. Ty, what do you have? Gonzo, you alluded to it earlier, and I think you've talked about it on this show before, but what the hell's going on? When are you going to run for president? Is that something you would even want to do? Because, I mean, based on the conversations we've had with you in the past, I mean, you're the perfect candidate. Yep. <laughs> I'm good for the, the this demographic, I guess. No, I don't know. Honestly, oh, I, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, if, I don't think it would be very good for my family. And that's the thing I say about about this job. Look, it's the honor of a life. Like I get to wake up every morning thinking about how to make the country better. And it's it's an incredible opportunity. And I take it seriously. Um, it is very difficult on families, especially young families. So we have two young kids. Um, you know, it's just it's just tough. It's tough being in the public eye. But um, but it's. Uh, it's also difficult from a travel standpoint. So I don't know that I'd want to be president, um, to be honest, but uh, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Do maybe if the folks on the Facebook page or whatever, YouTube or whatever we're on, uh, call for it, maybe we'll do it. What are you, a 95-year-old man? <laughs> figure out. Just figure it out. All right. We, we actually said this. AJ said this earlier that when you walked on the campus at Ohio State as an 18-year-old, you were somehow the most mature, most intelligent, most incredibly weird person he's ever met in his entire life. You have this, you have these traits that like after meeting you and hanging around you, and then now you get once you decide to get into politics, everybody that's probably ever been around you has been like, oh, he's the per he's the perfect guy for that. You legitimately are. The fact that you have no idea what's going on in our world even amplifies that yeah. even more, I think. So I do appreciate your uh, your work and your, your effort for everything. And I hope you, you know, maybe change some things over there to make the world a better place. We appreciate the hell out of you, Gonzo. Thanks, brother. We, we'll keep we'll keep working on it. Uh, you all enjoy the show and, and keep telling the truth and we'll, we'll figure it out. It's a great country. We'll figure it out. We're just going through some weird stuff right now. Okay. Before we let you go, do you know anybody at the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences? Oh, 
national account? I'm sure I do. No, uh, here we go. Here what, we go. Are we, what, what are we trying to get done here? We just want to be nominated for one. We, we <laughs> want to nominate. Sports Emmys announced the nominations today, and there's probably four to five different categories we could have got nominated for. We're nominated for not Zito, what do you have? Oh, I was going to ask for a bill passing, but after this. Okay, okay. We got a bill that we would like passing. We would also like yeah. an introduction into the sports Emmys people, if you could. Just kind of put it into your schedule or whatever. What do you have, Zito? Uh, can we pass a bill in Ohio for no more two-foot drivers? Ooh. No, no more two foot drivers, as in like, a, a, like the club, the like our golf thing. Or no, no, no. About? What we're talking about is when you're driving your car around Ohio. We learned very recently that Ohio is the most dangerous <clears throat> state in the union to drive in because a lot of the drivers are using their right foot for the gas and the left foot for the brake. Yeah, and it's just a normal dangerous. thing. Can we can we rule that out, or can you put some legislation in for that to be banned? That sounds like a state-level issue, but uh, very dangerous if you're trying to drive your car like a go-kart. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Very is dangerous. that right? You're, like stooges only, right? Gonzo, you'd say just absolute – well, you can't say that because they might have to vote for you. I'll say it. Gonzo just said that only stooges drive like yes. that. Yep. AJ, a constituent of Ohio, do you have anything to say in return to Congressman Anthony Gonzalez? Hey, I respect I respect Gonzo's opinion on that. I understand he's much smarter than me, much more intelligent, but I'm going to continue with my two-foot driving. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's the face. Yeah, Gonzo. Yeah, he, he's the face of it over you there. You set me up there. You didn't tell me that AJ was the one doing this. <laughs> None of us would have guessed that AJ would be that done. None of us would have guessed, Gonzo. It's not your fault. Uh, another state thing that maybe you can help. Can we get Ohio into uh, FanDuel uh, mobile sports gambling? Can we? Can we? Who do we have to talk yeah, to about no, that? There's, uh, so they're they're working on it. There's a there's politics. There's a debate as to who should govern it, whether it should be the lottery commission uh, or um, the gaming commission. I won't weigh into that, but as soon as they figure that out, uh, we'll have it. So that conversation is happening, though. You're saying? Yeah, Ohio's going to get it done. It's just a matter of when. Oh, yeah! Let's go! I don't know if you ever get to deliver that in the world you live in. And we can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Gonzalez. We interrupt the show to ask you an important question. Are you looking for the perfect gift for mom or another loved one? Listen, every year I don't know what to get my mom for Mother's Day. You know, do I want to do the same thing? Hey, here's flowers. Here's a gift card. But, um, you know, I, I just want to find something that brings joy to my mom. And I decided to do Mother's Day a little bit early this year, so I got her a skylight frame, and she's loving it, and so is the rest of the family. Nowadays, staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever. Everyone knows that. And the easiest way to do it is with Skylight, a photo frame you can email photos to anytime from anywhere. It's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're far away. Anyone in the family can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to keep family members in touch. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds, and even the least tech savvy can use it. It looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent a photo. And this is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Preload it with your favorite photos for a special Mother's Day gift, or surprise them with photos they didn't even know you had. You can tap the heart button and it will let the sender know you love the photo. This makes the frame interactive and fun to use. Listen, I love this thing because it is so easy to use. My mom's not a big tech person. She hardly ever checks her phone and I don't get home that often. So it's nice knowing that I can set this down and she can still think of me and navigate it easily 
while I'm away from home. I mean, it's so simple that she could set it up effortlessly. And listen, the customers love Skylight too. One Facebook review said, this gives my mom a little glimpse of us every day. And then when we talk on the phone, she can talk to the boys about the pictures we sent. Now as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code McAfee. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code McAfee. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, code McAfee. My mom loves this thing, and I think yours will too. Back to the show. Joining us, the Hammer Don Boys, and a man who's a college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. What's up, AJ? How you doing, pal? You smoking dope over there? No, I'm not. How you doing, man? I, I guess you're probably not uh, partaking in 420 this year? No, nah, I can't because I'm in Indiana. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame. Yeah, you know, I have had my vitamins, though. I have, I have had my vitamins today, but since I'm in Indiana, and it sounds like there's a potential governor's uh, helicopter about to land on our studio right now, I am not partaking. I wish I could one day. Ohio, yeah. I think. Don't you guys have medicinal over there or no? Yeah, it's medicinal here. It, what is it in Indi- Indianapolis? Nothing? Uh, banned. Yeah. 25 to lot. <laughs> the full state, not just Indianapolis. I, I apologize to the rest of the state. Well, the whole the whole state wishes they weren't associated with that. I, I mean, there's something. You know, sports gambling came through pretty quick. But just yeah. a few years ago, you couldn't buy beer on Sunday. So I'm going to assume that marijuana is going to be a slow roll, even though Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, mm-hmm. Kentucky. I mean, it is starting to become, you know, a little bit surrounding us. You come out with your hands on your head, Indiana. You are surrounded <laughs> by weed at this particular time. So maybe that'll expedite through this entire COVID process, but we are currently not able to celebrate uh, 420, but we hope everybody else does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that wants to do it responsibly. Okay, do it responsibly because we don't want to hear it. AJ, did you get a chance to hear Jameis Winston's new pump-up speech? Did you hear this thing? He has taken massive leaps and bounds since the Eaton Dubs. Now, Dak Prescott's right next to him as Todd pointed out, has had to come back from like a scientific miracle, basically, to be walking again. And that probably took a lot of work. Jameis is working harder. I think Jameis is showing real signs of like, hey, going to be a guy, AJ. I mean, this is definitely better than his Eaton Dubs speech. Ah, Everyone can ah. agree to that. But I I think I saw the part where Ty even said like, the best part is at the end when he, he talks about how, like, yeah, he knows Dak is there, but it doesn't matter, man. I'm grinding more harder than anybody else on the planet. It doesn't matter who you are. I wish, I wish there was, like, every starting quarterback in the NFL was there, and he would go down the line and give reasons. <laughs> I know like, Dak's he here. Him. Hey, scientific miracle. Dak's not even supposed to be walking right now. He's probably had to do a bunch of rehab. Don't fucking matter. Okay, excuse me. Aaron Rodgers was hosting Jeopardy. <laughs> This guy's hosted Jeffrey. What do you think I'm doing? I'm dodging balls. I'm dodging balls, dude. I'm running on my heels. I'm doing this all day. I'm bear crawling. Remember the bear crawling that came out? Oh, yeah. The boxing that came out? Jameis is nonstop. He's not hosting Jeopardy. No. Tom Brady, I know you're 45. Oh, he's playing catch with David Beckham getting picked off, by the way, (laughs) by David Beckham. I'm working. I ain't on no beach. I love it. And to be fair, people that I know that have been around Jameis have said, like, Guy works his ass off. That's all he does is just work, work, work all day. I appreciate it. The Saints are hoping that it pays off, unlike, you know, potential outcomes in Tampa Bay, even though he threw for a lot of yards. He couldn't see a damn thing. How, how hard do you think it would be to be a blind quarterback? <laughs> um, I, I, 
I don't think that we've had one yet, at least in the NFL. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Jameis led the NFL in passing. Yeah. Blind. Mm-hmm. Got LASIK immediately following that season. Let's assume he's only going to get better. I believe uh, two megastars in this Super League that is the NFL are currently uh, maybe going back and forth on the internet. A Kansas City Royals baseball player. Uh, sometimes words speak louder than actions, and they showed a video of somebody wearing a Tom Brady jersey, and then he's a Royals player who screams back, Patrick Mahomes is the best or something. And a Kansas City Royals, part owned by Patrick Mahomes, said, you know, sometimes words speak louder than actions, and then Tom Brady goes, nah. I think actions always speak louder than words. Oh, it's getting deep. And then Patrick Mahomes, did he respond? I guess we will see in Whoa. 20 years. Yeah. What an answer! What an answer! That is just a what? What? Hey, see me in two decades, pal. Now, to be completely clear, uh, that's good internet. Yeah. Both parties there, by the way. Both parties. Tom Brady's been doing good internet for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is good internet. Patrick Mahomes, good internet here. This is good. Kansas City Royals, by the way, even playing a little bit of the game. Good internet in this entire thing. With that being said, this is just like the LeBron Jordan conversation. Mm. Okay, LeBron's in the middle of his career. Is he going to be the greatest whenever he's done? When's it going to be done? Five years from now? Do we have any idea when he's going to be done? He might win 17 more championships. (laughs) We have no idea. So the conversation about like who's the greatest of all time, guy's still playing. Can we just appreciate it and then judge when it's all said and done? Patrick Mahomes is going to be compared to Tom Brady every single year of his career, and it's going to be impossible to try to catch. And if he does, that conversation will then turn to who's the next person that's going to potentially be. It's like, can we just enjoy this and then judge it later? Not whenever they're talking shit to each other. No No. way. I guess we got to judge it. I guess we have to, AJ. (laughs) Hey, who, so who was the player on the Royals wearing the Tom Brady jersey? I'm guessing, did he lose a bet with somebody? I, I would assume something like that, or maybe, I don't know why. He That's what st- I'm just baseball. thinking, like, marketing-wise. <laughs> For the Royals, I feel like it's a good job in marketing. Like, why just do things to get people talking about your team? Hey, Patrick Mahomes is one of our owners. All right, let's come out and just go ahead and talk shit about Tom Brady. Uh-huh. Patrick doesn't know we're doing this, but we're going to put him to a little bit of a firestorm. Yeah. Tom Brady will come out and do perfect internet, which is what Tom Brady does. And then Patrick Mahomes responds. It's just... That's a beautiful thing. I like that a lot. But they are stirring the narrative that we're going to have to judge them forever. And I think Patrick Mahomes realizes that that's how it's going to go. It's Salvador Perez. Okay, he's a good ball player. Here we go, Sal. He lost a bet. He was not happy wearing that thing. He had the name taped up before. Oh, the Brady? Yeah, and then some guy on the Royals came and ripped it off. And he said, no, no, no. Patrick Mahomes is the best. He's his boss, too. Yeah. yeah. Smart move by that Smart move. (laughs) He had a bet with Maverick Phillips. Great name. Wow, Maverick. Good for baseball for us to learn that that guy exists. (laughs) By the way, Maverick Phillips and Salvatore Perez had a bet where I assume the loser would have to wear one or the other. He's not happy. He says that his boss is actually the best. Good internet moment happens afterwards. I like it. Happy 420 to everybody. You think? No, no. no, You think either of those guys did the tweet? Patrick or Tom? Oh, Diggs. Come on. Oh, yes. I mean, Tom's definitely got a team. Tom's I definitely think Patrick, I think it's pretty safe to say that Patrick does his own Twitter. I think so, too, I mean, honestly, I don't – I think, obviously, Tom has a team that puts stuff out, but I, this could have been it, Tom. Like, it might not have been a, an assistant or somebody running his marketing crew. All right. Nine minutes an hour, two. It's 420. There ain't really much to talk about. Let's get into this. How do we feel about people that have – 
people run their entire Twitter <laughs> accounts. I, I don't appreciate it at all. I think it's maybe the dumbest thing of all time. And I guess it works for some people, but that's like, are you are you is it really working then? It's not really. Working. But are you saying are you saying you don't like when somebody has someone else run their account but poses as them? Some people say like, yeah. And there's some celebrities that have said stupid things like, hey, I turned my Twitter over to my team and it's not me now and it's strictly promotional. Like, why would you follow that account? Anymore? Yeah, then what's the purpose of the account? You might yeah. as well just have the team. Like, Nick will tweet videos of me doing live things and we'll send it out there. So Nick does that. But aside from that, if it's not me tweeting, why would I ever in a million fucking years want somebody else speaking for me? No. I, I just, yeah. I don't understand why you would ever want that. That's what Twitter is supposed to be for, for you to speak for yourself. I don't know why you would want somebody else to speak for you. I've had people that tell me, you know, that they run somebody else's Twitter account. And I immediately upon hearing that I lose respect for that person. And then I hate this person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Really? Well, I like the person, obviously. It's incredibly talented, but it's like, you're kind of fraudulent. I mean, there's people that believe, I don't know. It's just, a, I guess it's met, a little bit of magic. I've met somebody that, that runs some pretty high-profile Twitter accounts, and I think you know this person as well. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this person that runs these high-profile accounts. Okay, so the person that you and I were talking about right there, incredibly entertaining. I was not referring to that person okay. in my <laughs> That person is hilarious, by the way, and has to have like seven personalities yeah <laughs> person, a lot of masks this person yeah. unbelievable you're right but i'm just talking about the standard slapdick you know that yeah. he's just like kind of conning people into believing that they're good at social media so let me run your whole thing i'll be the voice for you and it's like until something happens and then all of a sudden it's not you all of a sudden it's everybody else well, and that's why like russell wilson yeah. should change his handle to like team three because then we know yeah. okay hey the whole team is putting these out. It's not just Russell Wilson. He's the guy. He's the star. But the team is part of this. Somebody puts a dash with the person's name if it's actually from them, from their Twitter account. Yeah. And every time yeah. I read it, I'm like, <laughs> okay. So. Actually me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But some people are busy. AJ, you know? I just. For, I'm okay. Like if Robert De Niro, they tell him, like, hey, we really need a Twitter account yeah. for you to make. You know, sad grandpa four. Like we need to promote the thing. He has a team, but like sad grandpa. Jesus younger people Christ. know. So little disrespect. Bro, what was that called? Time, what was that called? The the intern. The intern, the intern yeah. was good. It was good. So movie. good, dude. Such a good idea, by the way. She was a hustler, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I need to make a second one of those. Yeah, absolutely. And I cannot believe they shut down that newspaper factory. Man, you know? I cannot believe. It's a shame. It. Damn shame. The fact that he got to go back to work in there oh, in the same spot. Best. Oh, it doesn't happen. Hey, he saved no. their relationship. It did, didn't it? Well, she, she uncovered was, an affair. Yeah, yeah. He, she was getting bag. cheated on. Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. scum messed up. He's out there just slinging cock. Nanny's <laughs> all over town. De Niro's got to deal with it on the other end. He yeah. doesn't even care. He's just out there salami for you. <laughs> salam for you too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's how I remember that character. A younger De Niro yeah. would fucking cut his head off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you're making my life fucking terrible. Over there. <laughs> okay, I got to deal with the backside of this thing. Keep your dick in your pants. That guy needed to hear that from somebody. De Niro, what else did De Niro do? He was on those super platform shoes because they made him look taller than four the foot Irishman. Tall. Yep. That was awesome. Those uh -huh. photos were very fucked up that they meet got the out. Meet the Parents was like, that was a good deal for him. Oh, he, yeah. he switched to comedy a little bit. Oh, it's just a game, Fogger. <laughs> good, good fellas, obviously. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you'd love it. You'd love it. I know, but I've seen the... 
Oh, yeah. The, the Stiller Spike? Yeah. It's just a game fuck. What were you saying? Goodfellas, obviously. Uh, unbelievable. Casino. Uh, yeah, heat. Casino. Heat, Raging taxi. Bull, Taxi Driver. Do yeah. they, you know, like for instance, Vin Diesel is Dom Toretto now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. But he's made so much money, he doesn't care, Correct. right? A lot of those actors are like, I don't want to be typecasted. I want to display my range. And then some of the guys are like, yeah, I made a movie like this once. It worked. Let's make 40 of them. Yeah. And Vinny's making music now, too. He's he's completely oh, yeah, expanding his whole entire too, repertoire. Too what I don't Diesel. know you, but it feels like I do. Heater. Yeah. Don's Vin right. Diesel's making music? Oh, oh yeah. 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 You're welcome. I should add it to my Patty 420 list. Yeah. <laughs> dude, show your kids. They'll love you forever. Yeah, dude. I made a... Oh, we can't okay. play it. Is he independent? He's probably independent. Oh, I believe he's with the Kygo uh, record label, so I do not think he's independent. I was about to just blast it. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel. Don will come after me. <laughs> no. Talking about Fast 9. Exactly. He's actually about- made more money being Groot than Fast and the Furious. Oh, he's oh, on racetrack record, yeah. dude. He's on racetrack record. Yeah, but he's, not, he's Groot, though. He's not Vin Diesel. I think For sure, yeah. I think it's his record label. I think Vin's got a record label. Oh, so. Ooh. Let it eat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he founded- Everybody in the back is shaking their head. <laughs> <laughs> he founded racetrack records. Which makes sense because he's out there driving around yeah. on the trucks and stuff. Oh, Groot? Right. What is Groot? Uh, that's from the uh, Avengers. I am Groot. Yeah. Marvel. Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Oh. That's a. Uh, that's Batista. Tree, Doesn't Batista play that? No, he's also in the movie. Vin Diesel does the Groot voice in 1,000 languages. Yeah. Okay, really? so real quick. Batista's Groot and Vin Diesel's no, Groot? Just Vin Diesel. Batista's a different character. I was about to say, they have a type. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Ball dude. <laughs> With the Groot character. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go to some phone calls. Batista's. I mean, that's his entire thing now, right? Is he's that massive, yoked-up guy in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're making more, too. Magic, he's just... What is... He has to work out all day, every day, to look like that, AJ? I mean, you would think so. He's absolutely jacked. He had an MMA Dom? fight, too, back in the day. Dom Batista. Dom, Dom Batista, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's a, I think he's a blue belt or a black belt. I forget. I've seen videos of him walking through the... Uh, Hoist Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu. I guess whenever you get a new belt, you have to walk through everybody, and they just whip the fuck out of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen the video, and I, I, I think it was a blue or a black belt. I'm not sure. He didn't flinch, by the way. Just wow. walked the entire wow. time. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This guy, what happens? You just go up to a black belt, and you don't have feelings or nerves anymore? How does this even happen? In well, I would imagine because uh, he's not a WWE superstar anymore, he can probably just eat all the steroids he wants too, right? Oh, yeah, because they do test, by sure. the way. Mm-hmm. They do test. Oh, so they are two different people. Uh, so that's Dom Toretto right here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yo, so he grouped. In 2018, got his uh, purple belt. Wow. So could help. Could have more than that at this point. So what? I'm I did for, not know there was a purple. <laughs> oh, I yeah. should know more, I guess. What are the levels? There's a there's a yellow. I know there's uh-huh. a there's a brown out there. There is oh, a purple, yeah. brown, and black. That's the that's the top three. Oh, purple's way up there. Yeah. So purple, oh, wow. brown, black, and then coral if you're really legit. And I would like, and then oh, stripes, right? Don't you get stripes? Or, you get a couple a couple stripes on there. Yeah. Uh, Blue senior. Shinigami was talking about uh, <laughs> uh, meat hooks. Uh, <laughs> Meat hooks. Big smile. Yeah. Big smile. There it is. Big smile. They were talking about. Okay. They were talking about big smile having a certain amount of uh, stripes. stripes on his yeah. blue belt or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did not know purple was a good one. So listen, you see somebody with a purple belt out there. And listen, don't mess with anybody anymore, especially no. if they look like Dave Batista. But yeah. a purple belt that, that has to be pretty lethal. When was that? Two thousand what? Eighteen. Oh, so he's he, he's definitely he's, yeah. he's got a brown now. At least he'll put you in armbar for sure. Oh. 
Look out. That was Diggs's uh, password. It was. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> five years armbar because <laughs> he got into jujitsu for one second. <laughs> Did you really? Diggs, how was it? Yeah, it was uh, probably, what was that, 2008 when um, that fighting show where they made it, the Ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate Fighter. Fighter. Ultimate Fighter. That was big. So, like, you know, fucking had to head down to the local jujitsu. <laughs> Just in case. Try it out. Okay. Hey, Diggs, I went Diggs, twice, and you had to wrestle strangers and like be sweaty with strangers, and I did not enjoy that. Diggs so. used to just walk in there with an affliction shirt on, fucking <laughs> ready, dude. <laughs> Whose arm's breaking? I did learn the armbar, though, so that was sweet. He was like Ronda Rousey back in her day, they yeah. said. Ronda Rousey used to be able Wait, to- so you were, you were so enthusiastic about this that your password was armbar for five years after these two jujitsu A long time until yeah. Zito fucking knocked yeah. on me. Yeah, we kind of had, because we had to sign into something he had. So it became a very public, uh, it became a very public thing, you know? It was like, uh, I believe the thing was like, Diggs, you have anything private on this or whatever? And Diggs was like, I don't care if it's private, it's public, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. This was back when Diggs was very reckless with his everything, basically. Yeah, it's armbar. Yeah, what's the password? He goes, yeah, it's armbar or whatever, and everybody just, armbar? What? How, how did it, it started a full conversation. He dove into that whole story. Uh, but Diggs, if he's watching something, exactly. he will transform into what he's watching. It's like a chameleon effect. Look, he still has a cowboy hat on now from the Kevin Costner fucking Montana thing. <laughs> you should have seen the Mad Men one. He was oh. Don Draper or whatever every single day. <laughs> it comes and goes. And that's why the cowboy thing has stuck around around a lot longer than yeah. any of us have thought. I don't think a new season has been released anytime soon. Well, I think mostly because of the pandemic, shows are slowly rolling back out. So I haven't had a new show to chameleon back into yet. Ah, you need to watch City of Lies. Did you watch that movie? No, I couldn't think of the name actually last That's night. I'm going to eventually. Well, you got Dopehead. You, you can't remember anything over <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. It's big Dopehead over here. <laughs> yep. It would be big dopehead, by the way. I assume if you put on one of them gas masks, oh. dude, the thing would be so oh, flat the, against the, his face. Oh, yeah. Two of the the wires, it would just be like, the, you would see just the... You'd have to get one of those inflatable helmets that teams run out of to actually, yeah. like, you yeah. know, find something, find something big enough to go on there. Man, what's up with you white people in these fucking masks? <laughs> One of my teammates. What? What's up with you white people in these fucking masks, man? We're like, just go ahead and tighten that thing up. You're going to be good. He's like, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to fucking move for, what, two, three hours? <laughs> It'll be worth it. And then he goes, uh-huh. I guess we'll fucking do it. And that's why um, Laramie Tunzel, uh-huh. when he hit that gas mask oh. and did not cough. Man. Now, granted, he did not clear it and everything i mean there's a lot of potential stipulations i have never seen a human do what he accomplished i have never seen in my entire life draft night his stock was dropping in my eyes i'm like this guy's a fucking hero how do we get that guy on our team i think i actually texted chuck now i don't know if it was that night or the next day (laughs) but i texted chuck was like get us Listen, that guy can run two marathons right now. Yeah. He might have the best lungs of all time. I've never seen anything like that. And I think at that point, everybody on ESPN was like, Laramie Tunzel's draft stock is tumbling after a video has surfaced that was being whatever. I'm like, that, that should go up draft boards with what the fuck he just accomplished. We need to get you in one of those, AJ. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't think it would have helped my draft stock at all, but I think I remember well, now, you tweeting. Didn't you tweet that night? So, like, You made a, a solid case. You basically tweeted what you just said, and I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? If I'm a GM, I might have to rethink it. This guy might have jumped up my board. Listen, I'm a GM. I don't do the dope, all right? I don't understand the ins and outs of this whole thing. Uh, let's assume that I don't know. McAfee, 
noted dopehead. <laughs> he says that he's never seen anybody do what he just did. Let's now we got to judge how many people do we think McAfee has smoked around. Hmm. Sounds like he said a lot the way yeah, he talks. Everyone. All right, let's fucking pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, get him. <laughs> that, hey, was that, that was a war room. Yeah, in the war room. That's the thing. The guy, the GM pulls everybody together, and he's like, "What do you? Okay, so what do you guys think?" And each guy is naming off players that you have played with that are really good. Oh, it's definitely smoke with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if it's one scout too? Like in the war room, you know, because they all have to like pitch their cases. Yeah. What if there's one scout like, all right, who do you got? And the person's like, name a player. Who do you got? Name a player. GM's like, ask, who do you got? I got Larry Tunzel and, 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 and everything I've said previously. And listen to this tweet that I just found here. Nobody's ever been able to accomplish what he just accomplished. <laughs> I know we don't like the fact that he potentially has a gas mask on. But if anybody's going to put a gas mask on, he's the best to ever do it. Yeah. I, I just got like, what if? Like if it happens this year and someone's like, well, what's McAfee say about his smoking <laughs> technique? Because if, if he says they're good, we might need to go get this guy. It is awesome. Smoking with different cultures, it is fantastic. I feel like I've, I've gotten a chance to do that. It is so cool. Yeah. Everybody has very different strategies to go about getting to the same place, though. Everybody's trying to get to the same place. Happy 420. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, let's go to Brandon in Aspen, Colorado, every day. Over there, over there, Aspen, uh-huh. Where the... Um, Capistrana flow. Women flock like this. That's right. We're talking about Aspen. What do you want to talk about, Brandon? Man, sorry, just had it. Oh, man, just thought I'd say what's up to you guys. Uh, AJ used to tackle a quarterback. What's up to him? Nice. He's a Russ Bell kind of guy. I love that song, man. That was a good one. Hey, we did as well, but... The time changed. I mean, we're going to have to get a new one, actually. We, we should probably get a new one. Hey, Trago, fucking get with it, dude. <laughs> All right, Trago. Trago's hey. currently beating colon cancer, by the way. Shout out, Trago. Hey, Trago. Listen, when you find time, okay, in between bad, can we get in? Get back <laughs> in the lab. We need 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, we'll bring that back, Brandon, a remix version on the other side. Trago, by the way, we love you, man. Mm-hmm. Happy 420 to Trago as well. I assume he's potentially getting in there medically. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, which science has said makes you feel better when something. Uh, there's a list of things that go. This gubernatorial debate that I had to listen to here in Indiana on the local television <laughs> show, I could not take it anymore. When I, when I see real scientific proof. I will then make my decision. I want to go through the TV and smack him right in the fucking mouth. Yep. Here you go. Who, dumb, dumb. Who was it? Bobby Rainwater? Bobby was like, Rainwater. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Let me tell you why. What do you want to talk about, Brandon? Sorry, buddy. Uh, I wanted to talk about those big girls up in the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Delvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce. Oh. 700 pounds in the middle. Free agent. Oh. Sue reference to yeah, the big girls. A, yeah, and also the um Lizzo? Uh, no, who was the uh who's the other D line? Vita Vea. Vita Vea, yeah, I yeah. guess they that was unbelievable. She did use a data Viking. Viking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I understand where your brain pieced that together, but Jesus Christ, you can't do what you just did. She loves where she's at right now. You just can't do what you're doing right there. I mean, she was DMing Chris Evans the other day, and there's oh, yeah. a whole spew about it on the internet. Well, I guess D tackle 
is this is the thinnest that's the thinnest position uh -huh. in this draft mm -hmm. i guess is d tackle Ooh. so i would have assumed that free agent d tackles are pretty hot in the market because the people that are supposed to scout everybody says this is a thin d tackle market that's going to probably continue i would assume that trend the d tackle position might be a tough one to find going forward with the change of football do you think yeah i mean with how spread out everything is yet yeah, why would in if you're a young kid and you're thinking about what position you may play, wouldn't you want to get on the outside and rush the passer? That You know that's where like the glory is. You know that's where all the money is. So unless you're just a gigantic kid, you're probably going to try to at least play outside first. I would assume. So the D-tackles, by the way, you ever get a chance to talk to D-tackles, they are the most entertaining people you've ever been around. The D-line room in general. If you go into a football facility and you get a chance somehow, you become a bazillionaire, and you're like, you know what, I want to be entertained. I just got in here and it's meeting time. Just go ahead and pop a squat right into the D-line room. There is something electric that's going to pop off, either whether it's in film, a serious time, a non-serious time, a big moment, a non-big moment. Some D-lineman is the most hilarious person you have ever seen in your entire life. Might be a position that gets tough to find as we go along. But if you're smart and you are a big boy and you know that everyone else is going out to the edge, you stay in the middle and you get paid like Leonard Williams did, $22 million a year. Leonard Williams got paid. Sue just got what a ten million dollar deal, up to ten yeah. million dollars. He's gotten paid over a hundred million. Shout out to the Dolphins paying him. Who was the guy beforehand that went to Washington? Albert, Albert Hainsworth. He oh. was the guy there Man. for a while. He used to just pick up offensive linemen and just throw mm -hmm. stomp it on faces. Casey Hampton, big snacks. Oh, Casey Hampton yeah. was the best. He used to show up to camp every year, <laughs> at least fifteen to twenty over, and it was a big story every year. And then I, it did not appear as if he lost any weight, and he was mm. starting every game. Yeah. Vince Wilfork also. <laughs> So, you know, Legend. showing up pretty big. What he started swimming. He started getting yeah. into swimming, I guess. So he hit Donald Brown one time so hard, I thought Donald was dead. I thought Donald Brown was dead. <laughs> Donald, it was, and I think Donald would even say, like, that was the worst moment of my life. <laughs> he got through. I think he thought he was getting through the whole. By the way, Donald Brown was a good running back there yeah. for a while, mm -hmm. both in Connecticut and for Indy. I don't remember necessarily what happened. Draft class. I, I really don't. But he squirted through the hole or whatever, and it was just a – he went sideways. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. It was like, oh, that's Vince Wolfert. And that was whenever he was up there with Robert Kraft, and they were like best friends. Oh, yeah, kissing. Yeah, he was the man. I guess Aaron Donald's a D-tackle. Okay, so if you can be Aaron yeah. Donald, I guess. Yeah. Good he, luck. He, he heard what you said, like all the money's going outside, and he was like, I'm going to be built like an outside guy, but I'm going to play in here. I'm just going to be stronger than everybody. He was awesome. Aaron, I mean, Aaron Donald can play wherever he wants, yeah. but there, there's only there's very very few Aaron Donalds to ever come through the NFL. I think a guy with his speed and athleticism, how powerful he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah you just gotta hope that Pittsburgh creates another one. Yeah, mm. that's just what you gotta hope. Mm -hmm. You know they will, they will. It's just when is that time gonna be? When's well, the next Aaron Donald come through? Well, this is what Pittsburgh does, by the way. Pittsburgh just creates that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Pittsburgh will keep a couple positions alive. Ooh, you know what I mean? Fullback, fullback, D tackle, probably guard. We'll probably have some guards. I mean, AQ just retired, so the center position we need to go ahead and have yeah. a, a little representative out there. Oh, and they can just bring in JJ Watt in a couple of years, maybe too, and have him just move inside oh, outside his brother. All right, let's go. To hey, is that normal, or does JJ get special privileges there? Every time I see him mic'd up. I hear the conversation go where he's like, hey, I, I want to beat the shit out of 71 today. And he tells the rest of D-line, like, all right, I'm going to line up over here. He's like, Test is it Aaron Donald, I think, does the same thing where he'll start somewhere from his film study, and then it's like, ah, if this isn't going how I thought it was, I'm going to go over here and ruin this person's life. <laughs> and if it works out well, this is where I'm going to stay the entire time. Is that kind of how it is for skilled pass rushers all across the board? 
yeah, it's it's definitely somewhat common. They'll, they'll usually have a plan going into the week, whether, you know, if it's you're an outside guy or inside. They'll have a plan on where you're going to rush, how you're going to rush. But, yeah, throughout the game, I think guys like J.J. will have a lot more freedom to kind of move around as much as he wants. Usually guys will come and they'll talk after the series with the D-line coach and D-line coach and all of them get together. Hey, man, you – you know, it's not going great. You you move to the shade. You go to the three technique on the other side. And what's shade? What's luck. shade mean? What's a shade mean? Shade like uh, if you had an offensive line, center guard tackle. You know how the, how it's numbered. Inside shade of the guard is a one. Head up two, three on the outside. You always hear three technique. Yeah, even right, odd left. No, same numbers both sides. This isn't that's, oh, that's the side. offense when you're in like okay. third grade. Got it. Got like, it. Like 24, two back, two four, That's how they teach you. Yeah, go 35. <laughs> yeah, a, a zero technique would be head up on the center. So a shade is just shaded left or right, one side. Oh, okay, sounds good. Where, where, If you could play a D-line, where would you want to play? I probably would not want to be the shade. I'd want to be a th- nice wide three technique so you could pass rush a little bit. Yeah, you can eat a little guard maybe into a tackle, kind of go ahead into that game. Yeah, of course. They always want to be wide. They like D linemen. They want to be in a wide three too. Like if you were in a passing situation, we would call it in Green Bay jet. Just means like they can get wide and they get to brush the passer and they don't have to worry about being a shade or a one or a three or whatever. Yeah, you got to watch when you're playing Tom Brady though, because he'll see those wide to spread out three yep. techniques mm-hmm. and he'll go right up the gut for eight nine yards at a time, yeah. stumbling the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Super intelligent move, by the way. Hey, yeah. next hour we're talking to Anthony Gonzalez. You know. Him? Yep, I uh, played football with Anthony Gonzalez. Hey, me too. <laughs> hey, I went to uh, yeah, I've I went to one of his little his one of his speeches when he was running for Congress. How would he do? Was it as good as Jameis? Yeah, <laughs> Gonzo's awesome. You know him. He is such a uniquely intelligent, weird, like mature person. He was that way 18 years old when he walked onto campus at Ohio State. I agree completely. Couldn't describe him any better. So incredibly smart relatable still somehow because he had to be in a locker room and got along with a lot of people has had incredible experiences now he's got like i think four or five degrees at this point it's like oh he this guy was created to be the president of the united states of america Mm -hmm. okay good for him man hey my name's pat i punt balls around here (laughs) his uh his grandparents like escaped cuba like at the last minute from castro I can't came wait over. To His talk. dad started a great business too. His dad's very successful. I can't wait to talk to him, man. Cannot wait to chat. I got this name, image, likeness thing might be a necessity for NCAA to survive. I agree completely. I, I want to ask him like this. I feel like this takes all the pressure off of the schools and the NCAA because the players will be getting paid, but they're getting paid by you know sponsorship deals from outside businesses like car dealerships or autograph places that own memorabilia stores stuff like that now people are going to hate it right because they hate change and people are going to say well this is unfair for the ohio states of the world because there's a lot of boosters and a lot of money involved it's like ohio state's on national tv every fucking week is that fair for everybody else can we just can we just act like it, the the reality of this whole thing is that it's not fair like that like it's not fair. Hey, I, I don't know how to say. Alabama getting a thirty for thirty, basically, yeah. and a a follow along with Nick Saban, where I get to see the human side of him on his boat and at his house in their facilities. And I don't see that at West Virginia. I don't see Neil Brown's house right over no, there in no. LA. I don't. I don't see, it's just not. Hey, there's things that are different 
things aren't fair. Like that's just how it goes. It isn't fair now. It won't be fair whenever money gets introduced. But I think it just is going to be a necessity at some point because there's going to be options for all these guys and girls. There's going to be options for leagues and for other things to make money. Content creation. I mean, trick shot people are making massive amounts of money. I, I just it's going to have to adapt. And maybe Anthony Gonzalez is helping the NCAA more than they probably are even realizing it right now. Well, especially when you look at like the bonuses even for these coaches when they get to like you know the college football playoff or the national championship it's like hey let's share the wealth a little bit here okay let's get some money around now now that money will not go to the players no, no. way no. and the schools always say you know we we don't make any money man is that right we don't make we're a non-profit really we don't make it look at the books look at the books man we're actually in the red oh yeah now i don't know if you did see here we just built this $760 million facility right now. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're actually uh, they're doing research right now trying to find another uh, COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. Oh, how'd you build that? With what money? No, no. Well, well, the conference we're in. And, oh, uh, okay. The TV deal. Oh, you're asking money for that? The stadium tickets. Oh. And then the uh, beers and the food and the merch sale and the tuitions of everybody that's been hiked up 35% for no reason at all. Okay. So, yeah, and also, we're not making any money. But if you look right over here, I don't yeah. know if you got a chance to see us on your way in, fucking gold-plated statue of me. Wow. Of me. That looks awesome. Yeah, it cost us 20, 25 mil. No big deal. Had to add it late <laughs> into the year. Had to add uh-huh. it late into the year, right before April closed. You know what I mean? Had to add it in there because the books were, you know, we were potentially going to make money, but yeah, no, right. had to have the statue, though. It's a recruiting tool, and it's a symbol of everything we stand for. We make no money, though. We make no money, AJ. Who who are you uh, in this story? Who are you? The person that uh, I like the part of it where they say they had to have a $25 million statue of themselves. Well... I haven't seen that exactly, (laughs) but I did see the West Virginia campus from my freshman year to my senior year to what it is now after we win four straight bowl games. Probably should have won a bigger game. I get it. But just uh, the success, national TV, the Big East growing from basically everything like that, the number of people that went to our school because we were on national TV every single week, plus we were a good time. I mean, I saw that campus completely completely flip around just one a full 180 on everything classes were getting better everything was getting better the stadium got built up the facility gets built up and everything like this and pat white steve slate Owen schmidt darius renaud and them are just sitting there like oh you're welcome <laughs> this is you're, nice. you're welcome okay. for all this i mean we don't even get a chance to experience a new locker room because it's in construction but hopefully the next class will very much enjoy, enjoy this it. i'm sure they'll win i'm sure they'll win but made no money made no money well if you if you go to any campus of any school that's doing well particularly in football, you're going to see a lot of cranes and a lot of construction sites. They're going to be doing, they're going to be building stuff at all times. You have to do it to keep up. Yeah. Well, not to keep up, but also to not make any money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know, can't have that's how it works. No, you got to keep up to recruit. That's what they say. That's oh, right. we got to keep up for recruiting. But also on the back end, we very heavily say we make no money, so we can't make any money. No. So, Oh, you want a new basketball? You got it. Hey, hey sure. Good. Hey, fucking get a soccer stadium right over there. Fucking build it for them right, right now. Hey, and then just, uh, you know what? The rifle team at West Virginia, they deserve their own guy. Mm-hmm. By the way, they legitimately do. The West Virginia rifle team might be the most uh, impressive group of, yeah. 
of of humans walking around that West Virginia campus. They just they're snipers with this thing. Let's build them their entire fucking gun range. Yeah, awesome. That was like when I was at Iowa, I, you know, you work for like the the giving or the the College of Giving or whatever, and people would call in and you'd be asking about money for like the general scholarship fund, and they'd be like, "Yeah, fuck that, I'm not giving anything for that." And you'd be like, "Well, but the football team." And they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, sounds good. What do you want me out? Write a check out, check work, or do I get a gym? Yeah, do I get my name on a wall? Maybe a statue." Was that Alabama that did like the whole facility? It was like sixty something million dollars. Oh, we were in Michigan. Michigan had like a four hundred yeah, million dollar. Also, the same thing happened at Michigan State. They won the Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, made the playoff, and now that campus is completely new. Yeah, but they made no money, and now they stink yeah. too. <laughs> they made no money. And I was thinking about uh, the LSU graphic that got released from like their twenty eighteen profits. It was like the football team made sixty million dollars, and then every other sport they had was in the. And rest. that's just what they're reporting, by the way. And right. I believe though that there is a very very important role in a lot of the sports that don't garner as much cash i i 100 believe in that that's why i'm not 100 sure that the schools will ever be able to play or pay the money generating sports players like i don't know how they're ever going to be able to figure that out there's going to be a natural thing but the name image likeness thing it's like i've always thought it's literally always i should be able to sign my name and make money if somebody wants to pay me to sign my name i should be able to make money like i understand you guys have helped me and made more people know me or whatever but i still own this and this goes this is let's take it out of your hands you don't have to pay us just let us do our own thing it's going to get obviously fraudulent somehow but i think it's a good step i i think it's it's going to happen i think there's enough momentum now where it should happen and you're right I think it takes it out of the NCAA's hands. They don't have to worry about it nearly as much when they don't have to come up with the money to figure out, hey, I got to pay the starting quarterback of the football team this, and I got to pay the same. I got to pay someone who is seventh string on the crew team the same amount. Yeah, that's it. Because then you got favoritism and blah yeah. blah mm-hmm. blah, and you got to deal with all that. In those sports, I want to let you know, very cool, very important in this whole thing. Okay, I'm not against cool. those sports, but who is? There are people. That, people. There are people yeah. that say, like, well, they yeah. don't make any money. This is the this is the way the world is. They don't make money. You don't, like, hey, you want to do it? Just start making money. Then that's. I don't agree with that sentiment. I think that, you know, if you have a platform, you should be able to potentially help others out. The name, image, likeness thing, though, is just the quickest way to kind of cut that all out. So, yeah. do you think guys will be able to shine, sign shoe deals under this, or is that completely different? So fascinating. See, Foxy, <laughs> that is what's going to happen. It's going to just. Mm-hmm. What, wait till Helka gets involved. Yeah, because universities have deals with those companies already, don't they? Yeah, yeah, you won't be able to. There'll be something in the. They'll they'll have some kind of deal where there's no way. Like you're you're a Nike team, you can't sign a deal with Under Armour. I no. doubt they let that happen. Yeah, they'll probably have like some. If it's a Fortune 500 company, you cannot have a deal with, or some. They'll have yeah. some can't limit. Be, like can't promote alcohol, can't promote like weed companies, stuff like that. They have to have those kind of. So it's all jersey sales. And autographs and stuff Jerseys, like that. autographs, appearances, merch. Could they use their socials? Socials. Yeah. It's a lot of money, potentially, yeah. for some yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Like that UCF kicker who had the YouTube, was that? Donald Laguerre. Yeah. Destroy. Mm-hmm. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. He's very athletic. I can't wait to say hi to him. I, I sent a message to him before the announcement of SmackDown. I said, hey, are you ever in Tampa? And he was like, yeah, all the time. What's going on? And I was like, yeah, I actually can't fucking tell him. (laughs) I want to meet up. I want to talk to him. I can't wait to meet him in person. I'm a big fan of his. All right, that's the show. Told you it was going to be an average one, maybe above average. 
I hope you enjoyed the hell out of this 420 spectacular we had. If you did like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. To all the boys, thank you for your time. It was great to have you back in here. To the guest, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, thank you so much. AJ Hawk, thanks for your time. To all the listeners, you're the greatest fucking humans on earth. The fact you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I am eternally grateful for. If you like the show, which... Uh, you had to have if you stuck around this long, unless you're hate listening. And if you're doing that, bravo to you. But please be a friend. Tell a friend. Let's continue to grow this thing. This has been the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Tuesday night. Mm-hmm.